This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this podcast is a conversation on the Four Faith Weekly Devotional sent out every Friday. You can find a link in this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe to Four Faith in the episode description. Bishop, I'm sure that 98% of all of America could claim that the world is a dumpster fire. (laughs) 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 I'm sure we could all agree on on much of that. Uh, There you go. Our country is very divided right now in light of the election, and it breaks our hearts. Most people would agree that this isn't ideal. I haven't spoken to a single person on either side of the of the political aisle or each spectrum that that likes this. So I really appreciate your your four faith devotional this week that was called Nine Things You Can Do to Heal the Nation Today. And there are a number of things in there. And you know, I was funny, I think I shared with you earlier that the thing that stuck out most to me was that there were nine and not ten. Right. <laughs> and so, and right. so I'm wondering, just what was your motivation for this? Yeah, the motivation is is uh, well, you know, the, the motivation is is what is obvious. You know, we're we're a divided nation. And and you know, if you're a history geek like me, you have to admit that we've been divided. Uh, from our founding, you know, a slave or free, um, you know, we've been we've taken a very um, impassioned positions in terms of women's suffrage, yes and no, civil rights, uh, uh, gay marriage. I mean, we we have been a divided nation. So, I mean, I just I want to tamp that part of it down. We we have been divided from the from the very beginning, but but I do think. That the division uh, that we're sort of uh, presently immersed in um, can be healed, I think, if we raise the the floor height of spiritual maturity. And so I thought to myself, what would be you know a couple of practices, things that we can do, actually do uh, that that are are tethered to the gospel, uh, and that you and I can just sort of live out right now, uh, especially as, as you said, as the world appears to be, you know, and the nation appears to be a dumpster fire. And uh, so, yeah, it's just something that we can do tangibly right now. Okay. So where, what inspired you by all of these yeah, just the, the need for healing. I mean, I, I think that, you know, Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers, mm. right? So it, uh, blessed blessed are those who take up agency to stand in gap, to build bridges, um, you know? And and so, I mean, I, I think that as the Bishop of the Diocese, I want to invite people, uh, you know, uh, and, and me alongside them to take up this work. I, I think that right now uh, we can we can either participate and be among the sort of uh, you know, throbbing crowd, you know, who's calling for blood of, of, of one, you know, one side or the other, or we can do something different. We can mm-hmm. actually live the words we pray practically. And so I'm, I'm betting on the second part. Yeah. And, the, and those people throughout history, even amidst our division as a nation, have always made the difference. Always. Uh, and so, and those are the people I look up to. Um, you know, when I think about the great cloud of witnesses, you know, when I think about people who, who encourage me and inspire me, especially on the days when it's hard and you want to give up, 
um, those are the people who did that. They, they, they had their eye on the prize and they took baby steps towards it and they invited people to join them. Yeah. You know, I, I'm struck by the notion of relationship and you refer to uh, other members of the American family in your number six. And I'm curious if you can share what you mean by that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, we are an American family. I mean, this 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 notion is, you know, while we may disagree, um, you know, even even uh, you know, passionately, um, we are an American family. We are citizens of the same nation. We live under the same constitution. We pray for the same nation, and so we are, in fact, an American family. And I think if we think about our history together as the unfolding, evolving story of an American family, I think we get further down the road uh, in terms of our common destiny. I'm from the state of Pennsylvania. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We talk in terms of the common wealth there, right? So this is not actually a new idea. So this this idea that we what we have, we hold in common, and, and what we build, we build for ourselves and for our children. Uh, and our failures accrue to our children and our grandchildren. So I, I like the notion of American family, and I know that language has power. And mm. so I, I'm not exactly sure how helpful it is to continue to talking about red and blue, right, or Republican and Democrat, even though that has its place. But I think at some point we've got we've to add to that uh, conversation. The ultimate fact is, is that at the end of the day, we share... Uh, a national identity. We are Americans, for better or for worse. We are thrown together, for better or for worse, right? And we have a future together, for better or for worse. I I, I have a friend and a colleague in ministry. Her name's uh, the Reverend uh, Lisa Zena. Um, my husband worked with her up in Connecticut, and then she did some time actually serving as, I think, curate at Holy Innocence in Atlanta. So I'm not sure if you remember her. She's now a rector at a place in Maryland. I do. I remember her. She's great. Well, she was a lawyer before she became a priest. And she told me a story. She said, airlines killed by partisanship. And it was such an off-the-wall thesis. <laughs> yeah. She she explained, she said, way back when, before airlines were a thing, people would spend the weekend in D.C. And and Senate, anybody on the floor would, would come out after session, arm in arm, kind of holding hands after a job well done. And people had relationship with one another. Democrats ate dinner with, with Republicans, et cetera. But thanks to airlines, people will leave D.C. and go home. And there's a breakdown of relationship. And gosh, the more and more I think about it, I don't know that she's wrong. So all of these things that you have in here are relational. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, because that's ultimately what it is. I mean, there is no um, vertical spirituality. I mean, the, the, the spirituality of the cross is vertical and horizontal, right? I mean, it's, it's just not one or the other, right? And so, um, you know, to, to adore God is to love neighbor. To love God is to love neighbor, Right. And so the Bible makes that point again and again and again. And so I object to people who think they can have, you know, uh, and, you know, just a just a vertical uh, sort of theology or relationship with God without having the hard work, doing the hard work of the horizontal dimension. The horizontal dimension is the most messy. The, you know, that's where the most uh, body punches are. That's where the, the most profound disappointment is. 
And also the Bible articulates this spirituality that you are my sibling, period. We have the same father, if you will, same mother, if you will. Um, we are God's children. And so, um, I, I, you know, some people want to write this, this kind of talk off as panacea or, you know, impractical or, you know, participating in mass delusion for an hour on Sunday. And I think that's exactly wrong. I think we get to shape reality. And the reality that I think that the saints want to shape, that the people, the men and women who have distinguished themselves over the millennia have been people who had a dogged determination to make this truth real, that I belong to you and you belong to me. And what we have, we hold together. And it's short-sighted if we don't think that way, right? And we've done the most terrible violence to one another when we have justified um, objectifying one another. I mean, and the, and the list is too long and too sad to name here. And so I, I think America could do with a dose of that, uh, a reminder that we belong to one another, that mm. we are here, we belong to each other. That is it. Politicians come and politicians go, and we are grateful for their service. But the country is bigger than all of their egos. The country is bigger than every politician, red or blue, past, present, and future. The country is bigger. What we're trying to do here, this democratic experiment, right, it is the experiment in democracy, is bigger than the pettiness that we see so much on either side. And so uh, do we want to have a good and glorious future for our children and grandchildren? Right. So if we can we can debate how and what and where and when. But the truth of the matter is, is that my grandchildren and your grandchildren are going to live side by side in this thing called America. And so we better get to healing it. And that that's 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 why we wanted to do the nine. I mean, I mean, think about it this way. Go down the street and just, uh, you know, the the street of uh, multiplying division and vitriol and violence. What kind of America is that? You, you want your child in that America? You want your, I mean, I'm, I'm old. You want your grandchildren in that America? Are they going to flourish? Are they going to flourish? Or is the ceiling height of the democracy going to come down around their ears? Or do you want something expansive, right? Do you really want to live out greatness? What is greatness? I think part of American greatness, right, has to do with you and I seizing on these principles of Jesus. I'm more convinced as I watch television and read the news and sort of immerse myself in all of this, I'm more convinced that Jesus is the hope of the world. And, th- and that, is, that, is not, that is not a statement of my religion over and against somebody else's relation, uh, religion. It is a statement of Jesus' particular way, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus' particular way to be is the hope of the world, which is radically relational, has everything to do with sharing, everything to do with seeing the gaps, standing in the gaps, has everything to do with justice, has everything to do with neighborliness, right? Uh, and so uh, this is why we wrote the nine things. Um, it, it's just so, so so people could say, okay, well, what can I do? You know, I mean, it's easy to get overwhelmed when you're watching CNN or Fox or whatever it is you watch. It's easy to get just sort of, you know, want to sort of bunker up or hunker down. But uh, I, I think, you know, something as, as simple as uh, deciding not to commend Anything as truth, whether verbally or via social media, unless it meets the marks of good scholarship is a way to start. Uh, To not uh, share anything over social media that is not positive, encouraging, constructive, right? Um, You know, these are really base things to decide, to decide as an action, right? To be kind uh, in speech and behavior, especially towards those with whom you disagree. Right. 
to pray for both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I mean, really, we one has to ask ourselves, is the Christian bar that low that this is hard? Right? So why can't we pray for both? Each is my brother. Each is our brother. Right? And does that mean I embrace people's policies whole hog? No. Doesn't mean that at all. But it means that they are a human being deserving of honor and dignity. And God loves them. And I say I love God. So there's a, there's a connection there that we, that we really need to honor, that we really, really need to honor. And, and we can let the courts work out the rest, or we can let the lawyers work out the rest. But we don't have to add contempt to the, to the trash fire, our own personal contempt. We can participate differently, I think. And so, you know, and then, you know, uh, number nine Number nine is, is, is the ask in all of this. I mean, because it's one thing to sit, you know, in your luxury home and, you know, on high speed internet and, and comply with these things. And, and thank you very much. Please do that. But it's another thing to also decide that I'm going to accept responsibility for the direction of my country. I'm going to accept responsibility. And so uh, what, by doing that, I'm going to find some organization that, that stirs my heart personally that works on some uh, lack of equity that exists in our American uh, family. And I'm going to commit to that for three years, right? So, so Jesus didn't only preach a sermon. Jesus did, right? He healed, he blessed, he cared for. Uh, and so I think that you, you got to embody some of this at some point. It's not only just sort of these little polite practices of quiet prayer. At some point, you got to incarnate the fact that there are gaps that exist in our in our in our America, and that the highest calling of a citizen is to stand in those gaps, to bridge those gaps, and to and to narrow those gaps. I, I, I think, I think that uh, this is one of the best ways that you and I can live out our baptismal vows right now, which is to to actively decide that I will be a healer in my nation right now. Amen. Well, we'll be right back with four people after a short break. If you're enjoying Four People with Bishop Rob Wright, we encourage you to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome back to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Bishop, of all of these nine things, you know, they're, they're, they come from Scripture, they're grounded, they're, they're, they're things that Jesus would probably tell us to do uh, even now. I'm struck by how difficult some of these are, and some of them are harder than others, yet they're not, no offense, they're not prophetic. <laughs> these, these things are things that we should be doing all the time, yet when we're in such a divided, divided time, it's, it's harder to do. Um, I found myself really wondering about the other, the other side. Like, why can't people just see it my way? Like, don't they understand that we're we're voting for people, not policy? <laughs> like, yeah, these right. are some of the the dialogue that I tell myself. And so i I did schedule a conversation with a family member um, who who is typically on the other side of the political aisle than I see things. and And it was really interesting because while I was having that conversation, 
I was struck by the level of deep listening that we were able to afford one another because of the care and the love that we had. And I, I wonder if there's ways that we can help bridge the gap. Maybe it's extending love to other that we don't know, but I feel like we're so divided because there's been such a breakdown of empathy and compassion and generosity and hospitality to the other. And so I'm wondering, what is the hardest thing for you of these nine? Can you share? Yeah. Um, I think, I think all nine are hard. I mean, (laughs) no, I mean, really, uh, you know, when, when, you know, just a quick word, you know, when we're sharing these sorts of things and preaching and doing those sorts of things, you know, the, the, the average preacher, the best preacher among us is, is not preaching from the freedom side of all of this, right? It, he or she is in the midst of it with the folks, right? And tempted in many ways as the folks are tempted to be bitter or, or resentful or, or, or radically, rabidly uh, partisan. So I'm, I'm right beside people uh, as well. Um, I think that um, for me, uh, being very busy, like lots of people are very busy. I think, um, you know, I would, uh, and I'm, I'm on boards and different things, but uh, I'm working with number nine personally right now after producing the list and saying to myself, which one organization uh, could I just sort of drill down and focus? And that may be the challenge for lots of people is to sit down. So can and you say, just give us, the, can you just give us the answer? Give you the answer. Do you know the organ- yeah, Can you tell us what organization you're working with? No, no, no. I, I haven't. No, I'm not embarking on it yet. Because I don't know I'm, where to go for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's funny. Oh, okay. I got an e- All right. Sorry. I, I, got a, I got an email about that today. Well, so so the reason why there's no uh, list of suggestions is because I want it to be highly personal. So in other words, what, do, what does Melissa mm. really, really care about in terms of a lack of equity in the American family? See, I can't answer that question. Um, you know, the example mm. I used in the email was is that I, I knew a woman once who, uh, who had a sister who had Down syndrome. And she, and she watched her sister get substandard education, and it broke her heart. And what she decided to do was to pledge herself to um, uh, being a teacher uh, to folks who had Down syndrome so as to commit to, you know, sort of narrowing the gap between, um, you know, uh, what she perceived as, as not so good education and, 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 and a better educational experience. So, so that's the example. See, I could never a- answer that question for people. And there's some of us who feel, I mean, you know, uh, very strongly about mass incarceration um, because it's touched their family or, or domestic violence or, you know, the, the, the list is really is as long as your left leg. So, so I, what I want to do is I just want to push people. And so what I've got to do with others is, is that maybe for us, it is we've got to narrow sort of the, uh, some of our, or, or uh, I guess, clean up some of the busyness of our life so we can focus on one thing. Because I think uh, focusing in the one thing brings deeper knowledge and, and deeper commitment and maybe even uh, better results. Uh, I think a lot of us are affiliated with lots of things and and that's great. I'm not, I'm not bad talking that at all, but what would it be like to focus on something that you feel, you know, uh, personally, uh, viscerally uh, connected to? Uh, what we do know is, is that that kind of connection uh, sus- is sustainable. 
um, sort of polite, uh, you know, connections and maybe just being adjacent to issues is not often sustainable and does not often uh, bear really good fruit. And so, so uh, for busy people, I like like me, I've got to look at number nine and say, uh, okay, where do I want to put my chips for three years? So, uh, but historically, for me, it has been among young people. Um, just to give you a, a, a sense of that. You talked about, I want to go back to something. You said something really interesting. You said that the, 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 the nine things are not necessarily prophetic. And I, I agree with you. And, and, uh, uh, but what's interesting is, is that the prophets never thought they were being prophetic. They, <laughs> you know, what, no, no. What I mean, what I mean by that is, is that what I mean by that, I mean, I'm not claiming that title at all. Most prophets move <laughs> their head, but what I, what I'm saying what I'm saying is, is that, you know, why the prophets are the prophets are because people decided to avoid what they knew was right in the long haul, but was what was hard. And so the mm-hmm. prophets were just these wonderful, uh, deeply sensitive uh, men and women who were trying to remind people of who we really are. Right. And, and, and the promises that God made to us and that we made to one another. So, yeah, it's absolutely not prophetic to say to be kind to people. But but when I look at the news, it seems like it's the right word for us. Amen. You know, I mean, so it, it's a, it's a funny thing. Um, you know, I, I, I think that Dr. King did not think that he was saying, you know, uh, something extraordinary when he said, that if you're spending money on bombs in, in, you know, in a war that nobody wants, uh, rather than uh, taking care of the poor within your own boundaries, uh, that's probably not sustainable. You know, you know the, the, the poor are probably going to get short shrift. And he, he caught hell for that. And people said, oh, that's prophetic, but it's really just mathematical. Right. So so I, I, I think what we've got to realize is, is that, you know, because these things might appear um, compelling for people, that's an indicator of where we've, where we've gone as a country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where we've got to remind one another to be kind. Well, Bishop, I, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot like this. I didn't no give worries. you a heads up. I'm wondering if you can give us a prayer for the nation to close us out. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I yes. Uh, so yeah. So let's pray. So gracious God, the lover of us all, creator, redeemer, and sustainer of us all. We ask you to bless the world that you love with a renewed sense of love and kindness and justice. We ask you particularly to bless our nation. We pray for our president, Donald Trump. We pray for the president-elect, Joe Biden. We ask you, Lord, to direct uh, all of us who hold the public trust. Uh, that we might put away petty division and selfish partisanship, and that we might think of our children and our children's children as we continue this experiment called America. We ask you, Lord, to help us to always be mindful of those who live on the margins and in the cracks. And we we, we ask you, Lord, to help us to know always that to be a great nation is to be a good nation, and to be a good nation is to be a faithful nation one who loves God and cares for neighbor. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Bishop, as always, it's a joy and a pleasure. Thank you, listeners, for listening to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. 
You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, share, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye.